Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the Overnight Success Podcast, brought to you by Maria Hatsi Stefanis. Maria is the founder of Rodial and Nippin Fab, best-selling author and on a mission to help you achieve your dreams. Maria's highly anticipated third book, How to Live Your Best Life, is now available on Amazon. Hi, Alison. Great to have you on our Overnight Success Podcast. Thank you very, very much. Um, so let's just get right into it. Um, so what was day one of running your PR agency, Alison Broad PR? Can you remember? So I was very, very lucky. I met a man in an elevator. I didn't, I never thought I was going to start my own agency. I never thought I was going to have my name on a door. And um, I was working in another agency and it was very small. And I tried to bring in a piece of new business to help grow the agency. And the owner just, I think, felt threatened by that. And I said to her, if you don't let me grow, I'm going to have to leave at some point. And I was 25. And about a month later, I met a man in an elevator. I eavesdrop. I listen to everything everybody says. I can listen to five conversations at one time. I'm the biggest busybody. And it was this devastatingly handsome man. And he was launching. I overheard that he was launching a fragrance. And I looked up at him and I said, I do PDPR. Who are you? And he looked down at me. He's like, I don't know who you are, but give me, you know, give me your card. And two weeks later, he called and he said, I realized my publicist doesn't even call me back. Would you want to meet with me? And I said, normally I'd bring you into this agency, but are you okay to meet me by myself? And he said, sure, I don't care. I just need PR. So it was, you know, 95, the four seasons had just opened. It was like this scary, scary meeting with this major um, man in the fragrance industry. And after two hours, he said, if you want to start your own business, I'll be your first client. And it was like a, you know, it was a huge gift. I was very lucky. So it was the relaunch of Burberry on the fragrance oh my God. side. No big deal. No yeah. big deal. <laughs> it was Escada and Van Cleef and Arpels, which were a big deal back then. And so Kate Moss had just been cast, you know, to wear the miniskirt. And what was interesting about Burberry was now we see brand um, reinvigorations every single day. We forget, like everyone forgets, Burberry was really one of the first. And um, so I was super lucky in that once I had that one brand, I didn't really have to look mm. for clients. Like people just came to me. And so he gave me, um, I was scared to open my own office. 
he gave me a space. I, I went half from home, half from the office. I used to carry on, people don't realize now we have our smartphones. I would carry three Rolodexes hmm. in tote bags around with me. Crazy. Going back and forth. And did you, when did you hire your first employee? So you were in, in this space in between someone else's yeah. office and your own home. And that's one of the questions I get a lot from new entrepreneurs. When do you feel secure enough to pay someone else to come and work for you? It's a really good question. Um, I ended up moving into um, working straight from home. And I think, uh, and I, this is a, a little bit of a gender bias, but when I compare men to women in business, I think often women don't take the risks and men do, but sometimes, so I would see a man and he would have five employees and take a $30,000 a month office space because he thought he was gonna have 106 months, where I moved 400 times because I never thought I was gonna be able to fill the space. So I worked from home for a very long time um, and I started with part-time, I started mm. with all those things. And one day my husband came home and I had six women working out of my office and back then, you know, it was mailings wow. and everything. And he said, it's time. <laughs> it is time for you to get an office. And I found an office on Monday and 9-11 happened that mm. week. And so um, in the end, I, the country, they told us, go ahead. You have to keep moving. And so I signed the lease and I, I, I went wow. with the office. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy story. Yeah. Yeah. So when you started, did you finance the business yourself or did you have an external financing? So the great thing about service businesses, um, so they're, they're pros and cons. So service businesses are very difficult. You have to be willing to give up your life for your clients. It is, you know, everybody talks like this 24 seven phrases overuse, but right, client service business is that. But the pro is, you don't really need money to start it up. Hmm. You need a space, you need a computer, you really don't need a lot. So um, it was self-financed because there wasn't a lot that was needed. Mm. So it was it was um, bootstrapping. And it, if you needed to spend, so you would get some yeah. revenue from your client or your clients. Exactly. Spend it to get some more stuff. Exactly. Increase, grow the business. And um, I think you see not as much now, but now it's easier than ever. There are WeWork spaces and everybody, I see so many companies that are, you know, it's a talent agency, they have extra space and they meet a partner and next thing you know, video production's in there. So today, you get out there, ask people if they have extra space. If you don't wanna work from your apartment anymore, or you don't wanna sit at Starbucks while you're building your business, hmm. Just ask. I guarantee you, somebody would love to have you in their space. Mm. So, I guess these days there's a lot more flex space available yeah, for yeah. Um, startups. There's than never we been had. a better time. Yeah. So, how did PR change since you started? Okay. So, this is a great question. And we used to say, you know, when I first started, it was about you would actually fax everything. You would fax your press release. <laughs> and I try to tell people today, you guys who don't know about like faxing, you would sit at a fax machine and if you had 50 people, you would fax it to 50 people. If you had a client placement, and by placement I mean a hit in a magazine that talked about your client, and there were 10 people that worked at your client, you had to fax it to 10 people and stand there. So assistants would be at a fax machine until 2 a.m. So that was sort of the basics. It was about the magazines. It was about TV hits. Then in sort of the mid-90s, the dot-com waves came through, so we had to adapt. 
All of a sudden, I'd say four years ago, five years ago, was the first time I had major anxiety because suddenly all of the, number one, the CEOs that I'd worked my whole life to have great relationships with were suddenly disappearing. Hmm. Um, younger people were going in their, in their space. Companies were being consolidated. Um, the bloggers came and we just, we didn't know which way to turn. And we had to completely, literally with my senior team, rethink of how to spin. We changed the name of the company. It's not Allison Broad PR wow. anymore. It's actually AB Marketing Communication mm. because we do messaging and we learn to sell ourselves differently. But the one thing I'll say is that while lots of influencer agencies have cropped up and they have lists and they have these cool young people, we have been doing, so, like when we talk about social media, we're truly social agency. Hmm. I hire people. I ask where their friends were. Do they go out? It's, it's are they resourceful? And that's kind of a really big deal mm. to have that type of a person. Um, years ago, influencers used to be called tastemakers, and we'd invite the socialites, and we'd invite these women to our office to try amazing products like yours, right? And so the skills that everyone had in nurturing relationships are still the same skills today. Mm. It's interesting what you said, uh, which I was going to ask you, what does it take to be a successful publicist, um, beauty PR? And you did say it's about those connections and people who just sit behind a screen all day. I don't know what kind of connections they can bring on the table. So exactly. even in this digital age, you do feel that that social element and having those personal connections yeah. with whether it's influencers or online yeah. press, you still feel that those one-to-one -one connections are still A hundred percent. And I just watched you at a New York beauty event and I watched how you work the room and even what you did, you sat at each table, sort of like it was your wedding, and you went table to table. And and by the way, I see my brands, very few people do that. So I love that you understand. Um, I'm always shocked how rare it is that people go out now. When you used to interview years ago, the person who was hiring used to ask this question, what's your five-year plan? And I used to get anxious. My God, I don't have a five-year <laughs> plan. Like, I'm so stressed. And then what I realized is, Work as hard as you possibly can. Go out. You get invited to three events that may help you force yourself to go. You're sick, you're tired, slap on some lipstick and go. And then when you're there, make sure you meet somebody. Hmm. Get cards. And I spent years sort of doing like field research. And I found, and I tell people today, have breakfast, do a one-on-one -on -one with one person and ask them enough questions about themselves. You will have that person in your pocket for life if you show that you're a good partner. So I think, again, yeah, that social hmm. element is huge. That's good. I should come and train with you. <laughs> yeah, that sounds really good. So there is this misconception in PR, but all in the beauty industry in general, and I get that question a lot, and I'm sure you get it as well. It looks like PR, it's a very glamorous job and a very glamorous industry. But I'm sure as everything in life, there's a lot of hard work that goes behind it that people don't know. And sometimes you have young graduates coming to you and saying, oh, I want to be in PR because it's super glamorous, but they don't realize the hard work. Can we go through some of the sure. elements of hard work and um, non-glamorous work that goes behind running an agency and being a successful PR. Sure. So when women interview now, a lot of times what you hear people saying, women or men, you know, my mother told me to do what I love. It's, I need to find my passion. I need to do this. I have to do what I love. And what I tell women today, or men today, anybody interviewing, 
just because you're doing what you love does not mean you are going to love every day. I <laughs> love what I do and I am engaged, but I don't love every minute and I don't love every day and I don't love every press person or every client every minute. I said, and I, and I think that there's this golden halo of, wow, I love this job. It's got to be great all the time. And mm. it's not. And so I think people tend to give up mm. because they're so trained to be happy every single minute. Um, so the fantastic thing about having a PR agency is we get to work with the smartest people. Very few times does um, a consultant get to work with the CEO or the founder directly. You know, half the time at brands, even internal people never get to interact, right? Mm -hmm. So we're very lucky in that response. But listen, there are mailings. There's follow-up today with Influencer. We could do a mailing of a new product to a thousand influencers. And then what? You think that they're magically going to get this on top of the thousands of products they're getting and call you? No, they're not. You then have to go and you have to follow up. You have to remember their birthdays. Did they just get their hair colored? Did they have a baby? Because just doing that like, hey, just checking in to see if you got the product, instead of saying, I noticed you posted that you just had a new baby. I love the name Annabelle. My sister's name is Annabelle. And by the way, you're gonna <laughs> love this new product. So there's, you know, there, yeah. there are tweaks, but it's a lot of work. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of mentally challenging work that goes through and also a lot of packing, yeah. a lot of boxes. It's <laughs> like it's a lot oh of boxes. Oh my God, people don't realize the whole yeah. office is full mm. of boxes. Also, sometimes what I see in like this next generation, and I love the women who work and I love, we have this amazing mentor program. Um, they don't pick up the phone. So back <laughs> when we were starting, you again, you had a fax machine. Mm. You didn't even have a fax machine mm. in the beginning. You had to pick up the phone, and if you were calling Vogue for your new client, that editor on the other line did not want to hear you ramble around. She would cut you off in the middle and say, tell me what you want or I'm hanging up right now. And you had to suck it up, take a deep breath, and just and just do it. And so today, everybody is sort of hidden behind emails, and certainly it's terrific, but sometimes people will say to me, nobody's responded. I said, don't take it personally. I, sometimes people don't get emails pick up the phone. Mm. There's so much that can be done with a verbal communication in this day and age with emails. The tone of voice can be taken in a different way. People can get upset yeah. because they it's think completely. that they kind of translate a certain way of writing into a certain way of talking. And I think a lot of the miscommunication yeah, could be resolved really good point. by picking up the phone, which we all need to do more. And, and you just brought up writing. So I'm shocked. I feel that um, I hire the most engaged social. We really try to have these women with fantastic personalities and a sense of humor. Sense of humor is a big deal to me. But when I see writing of either the women who, we, we do a writing test actually. Our writing test is, so there's two tests that we do. One, uh, write three things that make you happy. Hmm. And the other is, um, pick your favorite product and create five fake Instagram posts. Hmm. Why do I do that? I want to see, can they create a compelling caption? Do they have some sense of aesthetics? I understand not everybody, you know, has that, is a major photographer, but do they leave their Starbucks cup in the background? Is there a sense hmm. of detail that they're missing? I'm shocked at whether it's the writing samples or whatever we get how cliche the writing is. And I say to these women, you just spoke to me and I laughed the whole time. What you just put down on paper is like a Hallmark card. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. From the 50s that you would send your grandmother. (laughs) The way that you speak, you're talking to your peers now. Mm. You're not talking to somebody else. Start writing the way, certainly edit yourself. Mm. And so I think people, there's got to be a whole retraining of how people write in this day and age. Mm. That's, a, that's a good point, actually. I may steal that for, and for anyone listening who is about to hire a social media person in their team, this is a good tip. Get them to create some pictures and captions. And not even, a, we, we do it for everybody, for not everybody. just for social okay. media. You could be working on the business team. Just want to know if you mm. understand how to create that caption that and sometimes I'll get the work back and I'll say to this I'm like would you actually like your own post if mm. you saw it and they'll look at me and say no I said so then let's work on what it is because mm. our job is to pull apart the one or two things you have limited time that get somebody's attention and then what your real job is how are they going to buy it because mm. that's how you're going to keep your job and yeah. people forget that it's about creating brands 
And I see big companies, if we're going to talk about brands too, mm-hmm. big companies that are so obsessed with getting their brand out there, which of course you need to do, but that sometimes forget that the consumer needs to actually understand what the product is or they're not going to be able to buy it. Mm. Yeah, no, that's that's good advice. So yeah. we'll definitely make notes <laughs> on that. So you are um, a publicist. You own your own PR and marketing agency. You're a mom. I'm sure there are days, like I get those days, where you lose a client, your head of the team has just resigned, and your kids are on the phone wanting a bunch of things, and everything is falling apart. We all have those days. How do you deal with them? How do you move on? So what I say is sort of by the time you get, you've created a business and you're running a company, whether it's your mate, by the time your phone buzzes in your office, It's, it's good or bad news. It's very really medium. The medium stuff, so like every call is either like, yes, we won the piece of business, or we lost it, or there's something bad, or there's a crisis. So it's a lot of like, I've learned this is so like, I don't meditate to breathe. Mm. I say, I'm like, just take a deep breath and soldier through. I think that one of the things that I've learned, and I think that people, especially now that people don't talk on the phone as much and they're hiding, is like, address conflict. So in the past, if there was an issue, I think I would pretend like it wasn't there. Mm. Whether somebody I could tell had a sense whether they were angry at me, I would sort of want it to go away. And now I learned both in my personal relationships and business, head it off. Mm. And I tell the team, go to your client. I noticed you're not happy. I can tell that there's a vibe. Tell me what's wrong. How Mm. can I fix this? Because if you let it go too far, you're dead. Um, so identify the problems before yeah. they escalate yeah. and be sensitive and, and have very conscious about have, what's happening yeah. around you. Let's say you have an employee who you're getting some vibes that maybe yeah. something's going on. You sit down and speak with them and find out, are you happy? Is everything okay? Before it goes to... Yeah. Um, well, you just, yeah. I said intuition and you said vibe. So I think those two things are really important. Like people tend to miss those cues mm. or you miss it on purpose, right? Because you don't want to know that it's, so you've got to actually like own up to it and like, and fix it early on. So I moved around a lot growing up. I lived in the deep South. I lived in New York. I lived in Florida. There was a year where I went to three schools in three years. Mm. That's, that's another story. <laughs> and so I was always the new kid sort of having to fight my, fight my way in. And I got to college in New Orleans, and there were two there were two sort of competing sororities. But in these sororities, um, a lot of people were friends with the opposite sorority. For some reason, I was very competitive. And I remember there was a group of girls from New York, and they had all gone to on vacations together. They all wore the same lipstick and the same jeans, and I was intimidated by them. And I think because I was intimidated, I wasn't that nice back. I thought they weren't being nice or didn't remember my name. And a book came out, and this is in um, the ni- early 90s. And the book, it, it was like, it's like if you say three nice things to people a day, your life will change. And I said, it's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my whole life. And one day, I was at a bar at late night. I'm like, I'm going to try this out. Hmm. And now this sort of seems basic to us, but back then, and one of the girls who I thought was intimidating, I just said, I really like your blouse. And she looked at me and she's like, oh my gosh, you're Allison, right? My best friend is best friends with your high school. And she went on and on about all these things that she knew. And all of a sudden I realized, I'm like, wow, people are just scared. 
They're more scared huh. than you are. And it's like, if you just give somebody a hook, mm. you're gonna be okay. And that lesson has like, you know, mm. taken me through my life, yeah. basically. That's good advice. <laughs> just bring the positive energy Find first, something. and then it will come back to you in and a way. And ask questions. So one of the first things that I do is like, I'll ask like you, your question. You have that natural curiosity. Ask five questions. Where did you grow up? Where did you go to high school? Do you have pets? Whatever it is, I guarantee you, no matter who it is in the world, you will eventually hit common ground on anything. Mm. And if you don't, fake it a little bit until you do, and worlds will open up. Mm. But you have to ask the questions um, that really yeah. to, to get to that point. Have to be interested in the other Have person. to be interested because yeah. you've got to dig into the information to get to that common ground. Because mm. there's only so long you can talk about great shoes. Mm. Sure. Although, yeah. Yeah. great shoes. Yeah. I get this question a lot. Um, from women who are starting their own businesses. How do I keep, do I keep going on days that I don't feel motivated? Because you know, you have your good days, you yeah. wake up in the morning, everything is perfect, let's mm -hmm. go make it happen. But when you, know, when you own your own business and every day you have to drive things and every day you have to make it happen, maybe you wake up one day and you're like, I'm not feeling it today, I have to go to the office, drive everyone. Mm -hmm. When Occasionally, you may have one of those days. How do you put yourself in the mindset to motivate mm. you back? Mm. Okay, well, I don't drink caffeine, and I wish I did, because I have oh, a bad no. effect. So I, I wish I could just say, I don't have believe a that. Decaf, oh my God. Decaf. So I think <laughs> I was like, if I had coffee, I feel like coffee would open up my world. Um, so things go in ebbs and flows. And I think that, hmm. Um, what I've tried to head off where we started and we were just beauty, right? So beauty, and beauty is, people I don't think realize, it's such an incredibly, I mean, you know, it's incredibly exciting. Fashion is fantastic, but it's, it's about a designer and their mm. vision. Beauty, there's science and there's so many different types of people involved in it and it's very business oriented and it's very interesting. So um, I have a lot of interests. So while we were hardcore beauty and fashion for a while, now we do everything from like Burger King to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to um, social apps because we have interest. So what's difficult about it is you've got to try to be an expert in every single category. Mm. But I've sort of headed off the ennui or that boredom of, okay, it's not the same thing over and over again in each category. Mm. So I think I would, my suggestion is to, you know, urge people to stay good at what you are, but where can you tweak it? And even when we have brainstorms here, okay, we don't want the same team thinking about the same launch over and over. We'll pull somebody in from food mm. or fashion. Something that we do for Rodial will maybe, you know, be inspired to say, okay, this worked here, let's come up with 10 more ideas like mm. this, you know, so. Mm. Um, so we're just keeping the interest variable. Heading in, it in, off, heading it off so and you just don't challenging get to yourself yeah. so you don't get saturated with yeah. just doing the same thing day after day. Yeah. When you own your own business for a long time, yeah. you need those different interests to yeah. keep yourself progressing, learning, and yeah. keeping interested in what you're keeping doing. Keeping interested. Mm. Okay. So let's say there's a startup brand and they want to create buzz around their brand, their product, which you're an expert on. And so are you. Trying to be. Uh, but they have no budget whatsoever. 
what would you advise a young startup to do if they have limited means? What are the essential steps they need to take to get Bazaar on the brand? Okay. So um, one of the, the biggest things that we start to help with now and that I see are these women with amazing ideas. I am not an ideas, necessarily a brand ideas person. People always assume I am. I'm not one of those women who wake up in the morning and have, I have five business ideas. I'm an editor mm-hmm. and I'm an exec- I help to execute. Mm-hmm. So somebody can come to me with their, and I will say, here are five things you should change. Here's something you should tweak. And so that's where I think, you know, my skill and I think a lot of the skill of, of the women here. What we find is that people have these great ideas, but they don't, they're missing a tagline or that elevator pitch. And I know that seems really basic. And we help them to find it. So number one, landing on that. And oftentimes people are so in their own head. I know I've used that before. Go to your friends and and have them help you pull out why they would buy something. So that's number one, make your message count. Mm -hmm. Two, invest in product samples. There's advertising, certainly there are all these things you can do. You want people to try your product. And I think people make that mistake of of thinking people are automatically going to buy it without sampling. And so here we do multiple levels, right? We work with the media. We work with celebrity placement to get Mm. celebrities. We work with influencers. But one of the things I always say is that, like, the it mom in Boca Raton, if you get her and all her friends, you're a high-end skincare brand, you're a high-end beauty brand, that's your target anyway. So don't forget to focus on like, it's not even called micro anymore, it's like it's like real world people. Everywhere you go, I see, I see um, brands that go and they don't have cards, they don't keep, you're launching a product, keep it in your bag. Hmm. At any point you could meet somebody, you wanna be able to whip this product out and say, here's what I'm doing. Hmm. I think people are often afraid to tell their story. Everywhere you go, you need to spread the word and you need to ask for help and say, Oh, wait, I'm launching a skincare. Oh, I heard your friend is opening a new concept store. Can you tell me about the store? Because as I'm developing my line, maybe I can make something specially exclusive for you mm-hmm. and I can be sold in your store. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Yeah, so, carry samples. Be give out open with the samples. Like, you know, do a family and friends. Like, be generous in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You don't have to, you don't want to put your brand on sale, right? Nobody yeah. wants to do that. But, um, yeah, you've got to spread the word. Mm. Really good advice. All right, Alison, so let's wrap this up. I want to hear your top tips to success. Okay. So I have seven basic tips. Number one, dress up. Number two, read up. Number three, follow up. Number four, and this is a big one, act like you're on the up and up. It's okay to admit that you have bad days and that you have mistakes, but always be positive. Clean up man up and it's not you know it's not politically correct to say man up anymore but by man up i mean admit your mistakes take a deep breath move on and finally my last tip is sometimes just shut up know when to be quiet (laughs) and i would say the biggest mistake that if you if you were to ask me the biggest mistake i've made it's to stop talking sometimes Hmm. love it love it and with that in mind alison thank you so much you're such an inspiration being with us thank you thank you If you like the Overnight Success Podcast, please make sure you tell a friend, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, and don't forget to leave us a rating or comment. You can find me at Mrs. Rodia 
on Twitter and Instagram. This is the Overnight Success Podcast. I am Maria Hatzi-Stefanis. See you next week.